0: Ticket City presents Why You Go to the Game to See Mizzou. It was a Missouri game against Nebraska at Fro Field. Mizzou came out and hung right with the Huskers. Uh, the Huskers were ranked number one at the time. Nebraska had to score a touchdown on the final play to send the game in overtime. I remember Scott Frost threw the ball into the end zone. The ball flew through the air, and then someone dove for it. Nobody knew quite what happened. Fans started running onto the field. They were jumping on the goalposts because we all thought Mizzou won. But Nebraska had actually scored. They called it the flea kicker. It's one of the most famous plays now in college football history. Even though Mizzou lost that game, it made me a fan of the Tigers forever. Put yourself in the action with Ticket City. Visit ColumbiaTribune.com sports and click tickets. <laughs>
1: The Mizzou Sports Podcast, presented by the Columbia Daily Tribune. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Mizzou Sports Podcast. It's Tournament Week, Cam. What do you think? Yeah, it's the best time of the year for fans. It is b- busiest time of the year for us. <laughs> yeah, business is booming, but uh, doesn't always make for the most enjoyable time of the year. Although it does keep things exciting. Uh, better to be busy than not busy.
0: Yeah, true. I agree with that.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. so it will probably be a busier. In fact, it will certainly be a busier month for the Mizzou women than the Mizzou men. But uh, there's a lot to recap today. So we, there, the Mizzou men just uh, walloped Georgia last night. Uh, the Mizzou women start play in the SEC tournament today, uh, Thursday, the 7th of March. And then you also got a lot of other sports going on right now, too. You got the wrestling team, which is about to go to the MAC championships. You have the softball team, which is about to open SEC play this weekend. And you have the football team, which is right in the middle of their spring practice schedule uh, with a couple of pretty important newcomers. So... A lot to get to today, but we'll start, I think, with what is probably the biggest story of the week, which is the Mizzou women in Greenville, South Carolina, in the SEC tournament. We've talked a lot about the women this year, how up and down and inconsistent they've been. Yeah, Yeah. unpredictable they are. And so, with that in mind, Cam, how far do you think they can go? Their first game is today against Florida. Mm hmm. Missouri has some history with Florida. They lost to the Gators in Gainesville earlier this season, and one of the most shocking losses, not just of Missouri season, but of the entire SEC schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, they should win that game. And yeah. if they were to win that game, they'd play Kentucky tomorrow, and then they would play either Mississippi State or uh, LSU or Tennessee on Saturday. So let's just start with how far do you think? the women could go if you know just just if it, everything else aside what's the potential for them
0: oh, I think it can make a semifinal um, now they don't really have a lot of success in SC tournament so some some kind of like run would be really good for them um, but I think I mean Florida's a game that they should have won earlier in the year a game that they should probably win today um would it tips off at what 2:30 2 2:30 2 eastern maybe 1:30 so 1 30 1 30 central.
1: central time today which um, is
0: uh like an, an hour, hour and a half. half um and then then they play Kentucky which is a game i think it's not it's not like impossible to see them winning that game. They lost Kentucky by 11 at Kentucky earlier this year. Um, But Kentucky's good. I mean, Kentucky's been playing pretty well. Um, But I still think that's a game that Missouri, if they're playing well, can win that game as well. I think what we've seen from this team is that obviously they can, with with the win against Mississippi State, they can beat pretty much anybody when they're playing well. They could also lose to anybody when they're not playing well. So I think their ceiling right now is is the semifinals, but I wouldn't be surprised to see them win, beat Florida, then lose to Kentucky in the quarters.
1: Yeah, so this Missouri team has beaten the number one seed and the number three seed. The number one seed, Mississippi State, and number three seed, Texas A and M. They have lost to the thirteen seed. They've lost to the eight. Thirteen is Florida. They've lost to the eight seed, Tennessee. Uh, lost to the six seed, Auburn. So anything is possible. Yeah, like yeah. you're saying. They also
0: beat Tennessee once this year. Also as well.
1: beat Tennessee. Yeah. That's true. Um, I agree. I think. Uh, Man, catching lightning in a bottle, if you to beat Mississippi State one time this season. They will do it again.
0: Much less twice. Especially without Akira Levy. It'd be hard to do it without her.
1: She was a huge part
0: of that win yeah. in Starkville. Yeah. She I just would plays agree. at a different pace. Like Jordan James is fine, but I, Akira Levy just Akira, plays Akira at a different pace. Akira than Levy else. gives
1: Missouri yeah. something that they don't yeah. have.
0: That's just the speed of the game. And the speed when you're of the playing game. those teams, you have to be able to play at that pace.
1: And she she is one of the few players on that team that can create yeah. off the dribble, yeah. that can create her own shot and create her own offense off the dribble. Missouri yeah. just doesn't have a lot of players that can do that. Yeah. I think you're right in terms of semifinals. I think that would be a success uh, to, if you know Missouri wins today and then wins tomorrow. They beat Kentucky, makes it to the semis. That's a pretty good tournament. Right. Um I don't think that would bump them up to where they would be hosting. They would would have to
0: be Mississippi State, and then they still need some stuff to happen.
1: Yeah, they are currently, the latest projection from ESPN has the Tigers as the five seed in the NCAA tournament. And I would have
0: to think they'd be be the fourth five seed.
1: If you're you're kind of ranking them. They were previously six, a six, and they recently got bumped up. So they're probably right on that. Borderline, they were a five seed in last year's NCAA tournament, and when you're a when you're a top four seed, you get to host those first two rounds. So yeah. if you're if you're the fifth seed, you have to travel. So right. that's all. That's kind of been the position Missouri's been in recently. Last year, they went to Stanford and lost to Florida Gulf Coast in the first round. Um, you're talking about Akira Levy. You got a chance to meet with the team yesterday, uh, a chance to actually talk with Akira Levy for the first time since she was injured. I know, and uh, in, in talking with the team a couple times. I mean, her loss isn't just what they are missing on the floor. It's also her persona. And and when she's around the team, you get that anyway, but I think it's different when you get that sort of energy on the floor in the actual course of a game. Yeah, it's
0: just a confidence and swagger that she plays with. Exactly. You know, she's exactly. not scared of anybody, and I think that's, to go into Mississippi State, everyone is sca- I mean, not that everybody's scared, but like, there's an intimidation factor that comes with going to Mississippi State, um, especially when you play in the SEC, I mean, they just haven't lost there. Um, never heard her go in there as a freshman, um, a girl who should not have been, who like six- Probably a year ago, wasn't even thinking she was going to be playing in the SEC. Um, to go in there and do and play the way she did, I thought that was pretty impressive. But yes, yeah, it's, it's a swagger and a confidence that she plays with that just kind of like spreads to the team. It's similar, and Sophie makes this comparison a lot. Th- those two are very much like identical. I mean, she. Kira's not as talented as Sophie, but like in terms of just the persona, the energy, the confidence, the swagger she plays with, it's like it's literally Sophie. Not shy. Yeah, at all.
1: Neither of them no. are shy about displaying their emotions or playing with that kind of emotion. Yep. Yep. But I think one thing that also is maybe one of the differences or maybe not, maybe, you know, hard to kind of say with Sophie, you have the on-court Sophie and you have the off-court yeah, Sophie. Yeah, yeah. The on-court is win at all costs, uh, the kind of player that you hate to play against. Yeah, yeah. And then the off-court Sophie, at least the, the the Sophie that we kind of get to see in press conferences and, and in some of our public appearances, very personable, yeah. very easy to talk to. Uh, just a lot of energy and kind of kind of a fun person to be around. Akira is kind of that way too, I guess you could say. Has a little bit of that on court, you know. Maybe not. Maybe less of a pest than Sophie right. is, but just like just the confidence. That same same kind of confidence. Exactly, always. exactly, and that kind of translate off the floor yeah. as well. So if you were to pick a winner, so here's a. Quick bit of trivia: South Carolina has not lost in this event since 2013. They're gonna lose, or 2014. They're gonna lose. They've won five in a row, I, I believe. That's so it'll be 2014. Okay, they're 12. No, 14. they're 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 12 and 0 in the and they're, that's their. They've won 12 straight. So that's four years. Oh, uh, okay. They've so have won 12 straight games. They've won 12 okay. straight games in the tournament. They won't win this year. That's your prediction. Yeah, Mississippi
0: State's going to run away with this. Yeah, that's my. I mean, they're just they're that they're just so good.
1: Yeah, man, they were dominant this season. Amazing, still that Missouri was the only team to beat them with the kind of year that they've had. Man, it's tough. Uh, I'm going to go with Kentucky in an upset. Your face it makes it sound like just, it's a just bad interesting.
0: idea. It's just interesting. just interesting.
1: It is interesting, but I'm going to go with Kentucky. I don't think South Carolina's got the horses to do it this year. Texas A&M is a team prone to falling apart. Uh, if Kennedy, Kennedy Carter play well, yeah. Yeah, doesn't play well, and uh, just to be contrarian. And because Mississippi State has had a great year and, you know, maybe they have a lot to play for this year because they haven't won the tournament. They were the number one seed last year. But uh, I'm going to pick Kentucky in an upset. So let's do that. Okay. Yeah, it works. So we have also made predictions about the men's SEC basketball season. Obviously, their, their tournament has not been set, but back at the beginning of the year, Cameron and I picked SEC champions. Oh, yeah.
0: I picked Kentucky, and you picked Tennessee. It's yeah. looking like it's going to
1: be LSU at this at the moment. It, well, it'll be co-champions. I'll tell you who it doesn't look like it's going to be. Missouri. Oh, yes. Georgia. Also Vanderbilt. <laughs> <laughs> all of those are correct, and also Kentucky. Uh, and I want to bring that up because you were so quick to bring that up a couple hey, weeks ago. They're when not Kentucky out of it. Had They're only played, a game back. Had played their way into a tie, and they're now only they're a game back, a game back with one game left to play. And Tennessee plays Auburn
0: Tennessee. the season. That's not an easy game. Auburn's playing well right now, but Kentucky also needs losses from both two teams they need i'm not worried about lsu my thought is as long as tennessee doesn't win i'm happy okay um and tennessee plays yeah they play auburn at auburn that's not auburn's playing very very well right now what's kentucky's last game of the season um florida at home that's a win okay i mean georgia just beat florida at florida and we saw what georgia does (laughs) um LSU plays and LSU plays home versus Vanderbilt and Vanderbilt almost lost by forty on senior night. So that's been my my biggest surprise is that LSU is the best team in the SEC right now. Yeah, the only team in that conference to beat Florida and Tennessee this year.
1: Yeah, pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. So let's talk. Let's kind of put things in a bigger picture because the year for Missouri uh, has kind of become a play out the string kind of year. They're not playing to be you know for our NCAA tournament bid. They're probably not going to make the NIT. You have a lot of guys that are going to come back next year. Kanza Martin is established. I mean, there's, he's not going anywhere. So as these last few weeks of the season take away, it's kind of like, okay, so what does all this mean for the future? But if you kind of look at it as what does all this mean in terms of Missouri's peers in the SEC? Like you said, Georgia – last night, can you so quickly, Missouri beat Georgia 64 to 39. Georgia's 39 points the fewest Missouri's allowed since they played Arkansas Pine Bluff and allowed 25 points in 2015. Uh, and they're the fewest that Missouri's allowed in an SEC game since 2013. Bulldogs shot 25% from the field, 15% from deep and scored on 60 or scored excuse me 0. 0.6 points per position. Poor. In very fact, very poor. We, at halftime, what was the score at halftime? How many points? They had 14. Jordan
0: had 14 points.
1: Yeah, we made the joke that we play pickup basketball for 10, 15 minutes with ones and twos, you and we often score more. Yeah, yeah. It's, no. it's not out of the realm of possibility to score more than 14 points in that setting. So Georgia, not good. 11 and 19 and two and 15. And you look at some of these teams at the bottom of the conference, particularly Vanderbilt. And you and I were just talking before we turned on the microphones that at the beginning of the season Vanderbilt was picked to go to the NCAA tournament this was supposed to be their year they had a great recruiting class uh Bryce Drew was kind of looked at as an up and coming coach in the conference they are 0 15 or what 0 and 17 0 and 17 just got blown out on senior night at, the SEC by Arkansas front runner in the last game of the season LSU yeah so that season has gone totally off the rails, and you look at Missouri, which has had a kind of a disappointing season, not in terms of, you know, just they're below 500 with a five and 12 mark in SEC play. But has a, they, what was the point you made, Cam, before the season there's, when Jonte Porter was healthy? Right they they're projected to be
0: ninth in the SEC, and now you're looking at a team that doesn't have John. Not only doesn't not have Jonte, it hasn't had Mark Smith for 12, almost 11, 10, 12 games. Jeremiah Tillman's fouled out in 10 games, and there's probably four other ones where he's only played like 15 minutes because he's had four fouls, um, yet they're have 5-12 they have and, and a game under five hundred and, and a loaded SEC, which is probably going to
1: get eight or nine teams in the tournament again. So they're not where everybody thought they would be, but it's not like the entire season has become a dumpster fire right, right. like past Missouri seasons have right. or like Vanderbilt season has. Yeah.
0: That's so, unbelievable.
1: It is unbelievable, and that you think about that Vanderbilt team, which had a great recruiting class, and had one guy, Darius Garland, who's like one of the you know he was what a top top ten pick, top believe, ten recruit, yeah. yeah, and yeah, probably going to be a top ten pick in the draft. They missed they missed one guy, and now everything and the gone. entire season yeah. has fallen apart. Yep. Uh, so you can always look, that's from perspective. You can always yeah, that's why we're here. It could be Vanderbilt.
0: I understand this is the bad you don't like this year, but like you could be Vanderbilt, you could be zero and seventeen losing by forty on your. Senior. And this is the funny thing about this: I checked the score this morning. I remember t- I texted you yesterday. I go and I said Vanderbilt's up by ten on Arkansas. I said what? I said I, I, wait no. I said I said how did Georgia beat Vanderbilt? <laughs> and then and then Vanderbilt. I looked at the Vanderbilt score and they were up by ten against Arkansas. And I go, oh my goodness. And I went to sleep. I woke up this morning. And I go, how did that Vanderbilt game end? I saw they lost by thirty six points. My God, on senior night, that's
1: all year. I, I, I was just like, they gotta win one. They're not gonna win one. Yeah, that's what that was my point. Was even, I mean, there was some bad basketball yeah. being played at Mizzou Arena, and I think Mizzou those game, last couple of years, and they yeah. always were able to get a win, right?
0: And I think I think, and I was telling somebody this yesterday, Mizzou, they're. 12th in the SEC right now but there's such a large gap between 13 and 14 to where Mizzou is you saw it yesterday like Georgia is 13th in the SEC and Mizzou just wiped the floor with them now obviously Georgia was missing like I think their second best score but again that wouldn't have made up that much of a difference that team was terrible (laughs) it's like
1: Fran McCaffrey running down the hallway yelling at a referee pressing out the referees after losing by 20 points right
0: um but like it's such a difference between those five, those bottom two teams and where Missouri's at um, that I think I mean you can honestly I don't know I think you could you could see the potential of this team going forward and it wouldn't obviously they should beat either Georgia or Vanderbilt in the first round of the SEC tournament next week um, but I just I I don't consider them a true bottom dweller in the SEC because there's such a big gap between them and Georgia and Vanderbilt
1: right. We've talked about Torrence Watson on this podcast throughout the season, often not in the most glowing terms, but he has scored double figures in three straight games. Yeah, this, I think this is a Torrence Watson. And I know I expected to see a lot this year, and I think a lot of
0: other people. I think when you ask a lot of the beat writers coming into the year, who is going to start? At shooting guard, it was going to be Torrance Watson, not Javon Pickett. And you asked us who the best freshman was going to be, it was going to be Torrance Watson, not Javon Pickett. He was Pickett. the one who had proved it in high school. Right. And this is what we saw. A guy who could shoot the ball, go inside, finish around the basket. Um, a guy who had the potential to be strong defensively. Um, and it just took him some time to go, come around to it. He missed his first five threes yesterday and then made five straight. That's like, that's shooter's confidence. It's like, I missed five more, I'm going to shoot another one. And then one drops and it's just like click, 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 click. Um this is, that's what, this is a Torrance Watson that I think a lot of people expected, and it's nice to see it. I know it's like a little late in the season where you would have liked to see it earlier, but in terms of building for the future, it's nice to see that Torrance has that confidence now. I think we talked to him before the game and then after Saturday's game, and just he said it felt, it felt like I was back in high school, like everything I shot was going to go in. Um, and I feel it's looking like he has that confidence now, again now.
1: That's good. Yeah, that's great for Missouri, a team that's, like you said, kind of building to the future. I think one thing that... Happens a lot in college sports, especially, is you you just kind of like you know the season ends, and then you everybody, everybody kind of thinks it, 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 that whatever happens at the end of the season will automatically carry, carry over. over. Yeah, that's not true. And it, it and not not to say that it's not going to happen with Torrance Watson, yeah. but that makes this offseason so important for him. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not like. A video game where you get to the end of the season and you, and you simulate yeah. and then every you know your stats are the exact same you, you yeah. like everybody just gets better in the offseason that doesn't always happen right, so right. this offseason is really important I think for Torrance Watson to continue that to keep that confidence up and and also for Conzo Martin you know I think it's incumbent on him too to he, Torrance Watson needs to know what his role is at the beginning of next season, what Missouri needs out of him to be successful. And so, you know, that's a huge key piece for this team not just next year but the next couple years is what you know what can you get from a freshman that was a great scorer in high school that's supposed to be one of your best scorers on the team it'll be a big offseason for Torrance Watson to continue that over the course of six months and have that confidence when the season starts next year
0: just the idea of having a prolific shooter in Mark Smith and a prolific shooter in Torrance Watson on the floor at the same time along with Jeremiah Tillman in the post Is like pretty. I think that should excite enough people by itself. I mean, what do you do defensively when you have a 45% shooter on Mark Smith on the floor and then Torrance Watson, who's made, I think, 16 threes in the last three games something 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 crazy like it's like four or five a game um and then you have a dominant post player like i'm not saying like that that's going to happen right away but if those like you said if those guys can continue to work and continue to improve their game like that um that could be something special now it won't be like that right away like you said it's going to take some time in the season to get going again but um the, the idea, the potential of it is there. I mean, Javon Pickett's a guy that can get to the basket pretty easily um, when people close out on him, him hard. Um, obviously, everything we heard about Drew Smith has been good. You have, then you have the recruits coming in next year. Um, I mean, the, again, the future is bright for this program.
1: The SEC tournament for the men comes out next week. Yep. Yeah, we they're will, like They're
0: likely to be an 11 or a 12 seed. We sh- have to win to be an 11.
1: Okay. Which, we should.
0: Again, it, and as bad as Georgia is, you want to be an 11 so you can play Vanderbilt. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I uh, yeah, to say, you're probably in
1: good shape either way, yeah. but if you had to pick one, you'd probably pick Vanderbilt. Yeah. Um, We will try to delve into that in a podcast next week before you take off for Nashville. Uh, But we're going to take a quick break now, uh, go to our sponsors, and we'll come back and we'll talk uh, some Mizzou Spring Sports along with the wrestling team going to the MAC Championships. like to take a moment to thank the sponsors of the Mizzou Sports Podcast, MU Healthcare, Columbia Water and Light, and Phyllis Nichols of State Farm. The University of Missouri Healthcare is proud to be the official sponsor of Mizzou Athletics. Columbia Water and Light encourages the efficient use of electricity and water because it can make a big difference for all of us. Find out more at ColumbiaPowerPartners.com. And contact State Farm agent Phyllis Nichols at 573-443-8727 for life, home, car insurance, and more. Thanks again to our sponsors, and now we'll return you to the podcast. Cameron and I are back for the Mizzou Sports Podcast, and we're going to start with uh, some football action. So Missouri's already had two spring practices. Today will be practice number three. They're going to put pads on for the first time this spring uh, later today. And uh, so we're kind of bound a little bit on what we're actually allowed to talk about from spring practice, but... uh, obviously everybody's eager to hear how kelly bryant is doing and uh the reports have been good which i mean if they were anything less than good there would be serious cause for concern at this point in time but uh you know really the uh first impressions from everybody on the team he showed up was a leader from the get-go had a great vibe and uh you know hated the cold, was actually going to not even come to Missouri. Missouri wasn't on his radar uh, because he didn't want to go there, be too cold. But uh, it's kind of a funny story. Jonathan Nance, he said, sent him a DM on Instagram just saying, hey, I'm thinking about going to Missouri. You should look into it. And eventually – Checked the weather, said negative two degrees. (laughs) Nah. (laughs) And I wrote this in the story that ran last week. Kelly Bryant came in mid-October. If he would have waited it one or two weeks, that Missouri's second-to-last home game against Vanderbilt, it was like 10 degrees yeah, outside. Yeah. That might have turned Kelly Bryant away. Going on Auburn. They got they were fortunate that he visited yeah. when he did. Uh, but uh, he said when he visited Missouri, uh, had a great time, and even on some of the other visits he went on after that, I believe he went to yeah, Auburn and Mississippi State and – He went on a second visit to North Carolina. He said during those visits, his mind was on Missouri. And so he kind of, despite the cold, despite his reservations at the beginning, even trying to kind of talk himself out of it a little bit, said he ended up going with his heart and he ended up at Missouri. Yeah. Sound like you, Cam, when you came from Ohio? I remember, I swear to God, I swear, I
0: remember getting off the plane and thinking, Dude, it's it's way too hot. I'm getting back on. I legit. I I think I might have tweeted something like that too. I remember getting off the plane and going. It's and checking my phone. I was like, why is it so hot? And it was a hundred like hundred and five degrees. And I go, I'm going back to Ohio. You were Kelly Bryant
1: in opposite. Yeah, I was I'm, like, I'm not going to Missouri. It's
0: too hot. I'm getting the hell out of here. <laughs> uh,
1: that was uh when was that? That was like a June July. I think was middle of July. Yeah. Yeah. That was awful. Yeah, that he was not fun. Stuck around. But yeah, it's
0: been good. Yeah,
1: I like it. Now. When you went on other visits, did uh, was Columbia on your mind? Yeah, always, always. Columbia was on my mind all the time. That's how it works, man. Yeah. Columbia gets in your blood. It gets in your bones. Yeah. Uh, other than that, so a couple other tidbits from Missouri football. Uh, Jonathan Nance has. You know, it's really hard. You're kind of watching drills. You're not watching 11 on 11 scrimmages, but Jonathan Nance has impressed. He, I, I thought he's looked pretty good so far. And Chris Daniels, uh, listed at 315 pounds. That guy, if he is 315 pounds, then I am a rich guy, which I am not a rich guy. So. Chris Daniels is the biggest guy on the defensive line for Missouri by far. He's the addition this offseason, uh, coming from a Juco and actually spent one year at Texas. He is massive. In fact, I haven't had a chance to talk to him yet, but, uh, big guy if you bring in a guy with some experience in that kind of size i think you so you're are, saying he's bigger than 315 pounds i am he and jordan elliott are both listed at 315 oh yeah jordan elliott doesn't look 315 yeah, yeah. John, chris daniels looks 315 uh, pounds uh but big body you got if you're brick haley i think you're probably looking at that like oh, yeah yeah we could work try, with that try to run with him in the middle <laughs> yeah we <laughs> could work with that um more stories coming from spring football this week, and then uh, in the coming weeks, their spring game will be in mid-April. I don't remember what the date was, but it's, I believe, the second Saturday in April. Now, Cam, you were recently at Mizzou Softball Media Day. Uh, they're 11-7, and seven, so they've actually... Been pretty good this year. They've done pretty I well, bet, yeah. considering, I mean, they've played a pretty tough schedule. Yeah. They've played some top teams out on the West Coast. And they start SEC play this weekend. Against Alabama. It's 22-0. And Lewis Anderson told me that yesterday. Is, that, is, that, is uh, Nick Saban coaching yeah, that team? Yeah, right.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's not a football school anymore. It's a softball school. <laughs>
1: Nick Saban um, out there coaching the softball
0: team. Yeah, they're 22-0. Again, they haven't really played too many teams. They haven't played the schedule Mizzou's played. Um, they, did, they did beat Arizona, who's a top-ten team. Um, and Minnesota, who was receiving votes at the time. Um, but... Other than that, they haven't really played, and I don't know a lot about what programs are historically good that might not be ranked in softball. But <laughs> come on, man! I mean, other than that, just when with teams next to their number na- numbers next to their name, there's only like yeah, that's a, a lot. that's a
1: pretty small number next to that. Yeah, yeah exactly. they must they're be pretty, pretty good. good.
0: Yeah, um, so that. But Mizzou Mizzou's been pretty has has had a pretty good year so far. Obviously, they I think their one probably most lopsided loss was UCLA, which again all of them say if they just didn't. Have the errors they had? They were probably in that game, um, but I mean they've been pretty good so far this year. Um, so it's been it, it'll be interesting to see how they start SEC play because that's a whole nother piece than playing non-con. It's three games against the same team. A lot obviously every SEC game is a lot on line because of the standings and things of that nature. Um, and they've said from the beginning that they want to finish in the top half of the SEC. So we'll get to see how see see how they match up against Alabama this weekend.
1: Like baseball, like a couple other sports. SEC, typically one of the best softball conferences in the country. country. Last year, I believe all 13 teams qualified for the tournament. Missouri didn't qualify for the SEC tournament, and yet they made the NCAA tournament. So that's pretty impressive. Uh, I know on the baseball side, Missouri has – or excuse me, the SEC has 11 schools out of 14 in the top 25 in the country. Missouri is not one of them.
0: All of them – um, I think I was I was like looking at that thread and I was like and somebody was like wow Alabama and Kentucky Missouri really holding people back really holding the conference back and at that point I don't think um, I don't remember when I saw that tweet What when I saw that tweet but it was like Kentucky had a pretty good record just hadn't been in yet Alabama had a pretty good record just hadn't been in yet and then there was like Mizzou who was like 5-5 five five, or 6-5 <laughs> or like 5-4 at some point Ew. yeah like no one in there mentioned Mizzou the <laughs> but um,
1: uh, not quite
0: yeah not quite. the SEC is man it's loaded yeah that is an outstanding ta- baseball conference Talking to a friend of mine about this like the SEC is pretty good in most conferences now uh, most sports now most sports, I mean probably yeah. the football, best football conference um, basketball conference probably one of the two or three best bas- men's basketball conferences probably one of two or three best women's basketball conferences um, softball baseball Gymnastics, um, Gymnastics. Uh, I feel like swimming probably. Yeah, maybe maybe trails of uh, pack. Florida, Florida is always a powerhouse, yeah. um, and then wrestling. The MAC is like the best conference in everything. So, oh. um so yeah, it's, yeah. No sarcasm
1: or embellishment in that statement at all.
0: But yeah, so SEC's done a pretty good job to kind of rounding out what is always just known as just as a football conference.
1: Yeah, no, I mean it's. Uh, It was billed as a complete investment from the beginning for Missouri. And yeah, you saw... Uh, when, when Missouri initially joined the conference, I mean, it was kind of a learning curve for a lot of programs. Yeah. It was a learning curve for the women's basketball team. It was a learning curve for the gymnastics program. Uh, it still is for baseball and softball. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, football was able to make an impact early. But I mean, every year is going to be a dogfight on the football field yeah. and have all the programs and all the sports. Missouri was supposed to come into the SEC and immediately be one of the five best basketball programs in the league. In the net. And uh, the, that that the SEC happened. basketball profile has gone up, and yeah. Missouri's basketball profile has gone not. Down. Yeah, it has gone down. So all is not as it would seem. So we're going to wrap up here with Mizzou Wrestling. Who are they so Mizzou wrestling? We were talking about all these great programs in the SEC, great sports in the SEC. Uh, Mizzou wrestling competes in the MAC. It's great sports in the, the MAC too. Yeah, Cam's uh, Cam's pride and joy. Yep. the MAC. The championships will be this weekend in Norfolk at Old Dominion, and uh, Missouri so has is, is Old Dominion in the MAC for wrestling. Yes, oh, okay. there are a number yeah, of affiliate members
0: in the MAC for wrestling. Not every MAC team has a wrestling team, so I think they just combine it all.
1: Yeah, there's actually uh, going to be seven new wrestling schools in the MAC starting next year. Seven, yeah, coming from the northeast. So
0: it's much more than just a football and basketball conference; it, we're a wrestling conference now too.
1: Yeah, is that it? Is there any more? I don't know. <laughs> Those are the only yeah, I, can't I can't think. Think. Uh, But Missouri, out of 10 weights, Missouri has the top seed in seven. Uh, they've won six straight MAC tournaments. Uh, should probably win another one. The goal is to score more than 177 team points. That was a uh, MAC championship's record from last year, and that's pretty much where Missouri's at. Is there a gunning for the record? Um It would be the biggest shock of the year if Missouri did not win the MAC tournament this weekend. But they also what what is also more important is they have an opportunity to qualify ten people for the NCAA's. So if all goes well, they'll have ten people go, and they've only done that three times before. Uh, So they would literally have a wrestler in every weight. If they, if they qualify 10, they would have a wrestler in every weight at the NCAA tournament, which is a pretty big deal. But we got a chance to talk with the wrestling team earlier this week, and a lot of people were talking about the UFC fight. UFC fights really one in particular. Uh, Tyron Woodley, not a lot of people were talking about yeah. him kind of getting we'll crushed yeah. uh, by – what is it? Usman, I think is his name. I uh, know, yeah. lost by unanimous decision as the welterweight title belt holder. But Ben Askren – Went out there in his UFC debut against Lawler, Robbie Lawler. Now, no. no. I know who that is. I'm yeah. just saying I wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> you, you were just shaking. Your yeah, head. no, I know who that is. I know that name. And like that just mo- poor life yeah. decisions to yeah. enter a cage with Robbie Lawler as your debut. <laughs> yeah. I'm good. So Ben Askren goes out, and in one second they are engaged in grappling, and in 15 seconds Robbie Lawler has grabbed Ben Askren and slammed him like head and shoulder first into the mat, and is just I'm out. beating him in his. Head and face relentlessly. Can you like nope. that? Would be the worst thirty seconds of your entire w- existence. The second he picked me up, I would have tapped out. It's <laughs> just
0: <laughs> you, would, you would. Yeah, I would screaming just like on his back tapping out. Ref, ref, I'm done. Ref, I'm done. <laughs> Like I don't know, I just there gotta be this had to be a show somewhere I've seen this. They like got into a ma- cage bat cage match, and there was a guy just running circles, running around around us. That'd be me, just r- trying to outrun Robbie Lawler. I'd 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 uh Khabib hop over that
1: uh, cage and be like, I'm good, <laughs> yeah, I'm good, <laughs> climbing them he yep. just I can see him climbing the cage. <laughs> Robbie, and Robbie Lawler just like grabs me. grabs your leg and is like pulling mm-hmm. on you. Uh, amazingly, amazingly, Ben Askren, who 30 seconds into the match is laying and getting his face pummeled by Robbie Lawler, gets out of it, and then with two minutes left in the first round, so like two and a half minutes after he's on the ground getting punched in the face, Ben Askren is up, gets Robbie Lawler in a choke, and then there is some controversy because Robbie Lawler's arm kind of just for a second kind of goes limp. That. Referee runs in there, grabs his arm, lets it go. It goes down, ends the fight. And as soon as Ben Askren lets Robbie Lawler go, he steps up and he's like... Robbie Lawler's like, why'd you stop the fight? And the referee's like... Because you were knocked out. (laughs) Because you didn't move your arm when I dropped it. Uh, So a little bit controversial, but Ben Askren, a huge win for him. Uh, And we were talking with Brian Smith. I mean, he kind of has this... It factor. Ben Askren is not your typical UFC fighter. He's not your typical wrestler. He's this. He, his nickname is Funky because he has an afro. He doesn't do things conventionally. Yeah. Um, he seen and and is after that fight, which despite being just three minutes long, was probably the most grueling sporting like three minutes you could possibly imagine in a sporting fighter. event. That's crazy. Right. Well who would ever do that? Yeah. Why why? Yeah. Go be in the WWE. Can, yeah. can you not find a? I Get mean, better, a better, a better employment. Yeah, Daniel Lewis. Uh, well, I'll finish. So the thought on on Brian Smith was, yeah, he's going to be a guy that might be able to win over just some casual fans. Yeah. Uh, but we were talking to Daniel Lewis, and the entire team was over at Brian Smith's house watching these fights, and kind everybody agreed it was a little hard to watch at first. Ben Askren just getting his butt kicked. Uh, cool to watch him win. Somebody asked Daniel Lewis. What his, you know? It's like Daniel. What are you going to do afterward? Yeah, you know, are you going to go into fighting? And he's like, "Well, I'm trying to get my uh, masters in business and MBA." And then uh, he's like, "Man, I, I see the money these UFC guys are making, but I don't really want to do ten Best years guy, of getting it. my head punched Not in." <laughs> so, you're like, about, ten years you're talking, of combat.
0: People sports. talk about football CTE. There's no the Ben Askren has CTE right now. <laughs> <laughs> Fast on yeah. like One punch from Robbie Lawler like CTE.
1: Man, yeah, yeah. That, that, that definitely would do some long-term damage. Yeah. It is amazing that Ben Askren was able to get out of that alive. Not only survive that, but ultimately win the yeah, fight. That's pretty, that pretty amazing. Uh, and it was funny, too. Missouri put out a graphic on Monday. It had been a pretty... Good week for Mizzou Sports. Uh, The women's basketball team won on senior night for Sophie Cunningham. The men's basketball team won. Uh, You had wrestling uh, with two guys at UFC. And so Missouri put together this big graphic. And uh, in the kind of front and center, they were trying to find this picture of Ben Askren. And the only photo of him, like, in victory was his face Looking like they he had just used. got out of wrestling yeah, a bear. Yeah. It was like all bloody and puffed up and it's like great weekend for Ben Askren. It's like, are you sure? No, like, that that, like that guy looks like he has in bed right now. Yeah. That guy looks like he has had a terrible weekend. Yeah, uh, But uh, still, it was a good, good way, good way for Missouri to get some free advertising in UFC and uh, definitely. Looking forward to seeing what Ben Askren will do in his next fight, his next escape. They might start calling him Houdini instead of Funky. But I think that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, big big games coming up for the Mizzou women here in just a little bit. And then uh, Mizzou men will wrap up their season. We'll be back for lots more next week on the podcast. Yeah, I can't wait for this podcast to go live
0: right with the women's team place Florida, and then we all we both picked them to go to the semifinal, and then they're gonna then they lose. They get upset. That'd be very, very, very weird.
1: That would be weird. It yeah. would be keeping in line with yeah. the kind of year that they've had. Yeah, either in our, in our either picks. they win, you know, win out, or maybe even go to the championship, or to lose in the first in their round. first game. Yeah. They're one in seven all time in the SEC tournament. Yeah. So I don't know. Every time you expect this women's team to do something, they tend to do the exact opposite, exact opposite of what you're yeah. thinking they're going to do. Yeah
0: so but um, yeah I guess like Danny said that'd be it Um, subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcast from um, subscribe to the Tribune Uh, read our work online at Columbia Daily Columbia Tribune dot com follow us on Twitter Danny's at Daniel underscore M underscore Jones I'm at CJ underscore Teague and I think that'd be it Danny cue the outro music Subscribe to Mizzou Sports Podcast at iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher.